Welcome to Hasidut Daily. Two minutes of inspiration with Eli the Jew. Shalom, shalom, my friends. Hope everyone's doing well. I wanted to share with you a quick thought. Um, I'm coming to you from the uh, from the country of Poland. Today I was Zocha. I was blessed to visit the grave of the Noam Elimelech as well as the Rapshit Terebi. And I want to share with you a quick story of the Nomali Melech. Maybe some of you know it. <clears throat> but the story is told that him and his holy brother, Reb Zusha, they would often find themselves uh, in different precarious situations. Um, they would put themselves oftentimes into like a kind of like an exile. They'd go to places where people don't <clears throat> know where they are and kind of hang out with the, with the riffraff, if you know what I mean. And uh, one time, one time, they were hanging out at some tavern or some bar or something, and the the apparently there was a crime nearby, and the the police were able to determine that it came from somebody <clears throat> in the vicinity of where they were. And the police come and they pretty much round up everybody who is hanging out at the tavern. And they figure out, all right, someone here is guilty. We'll we'll take them all down to the station, and we'll figure it out. And so <clears throat> they're all locked up at the station, including Rebelli Melech and Abzusha. And then Rebelli Melech stands up, and Abzusha asks him, why are you standing up? And he says, I'm standing up to pray. It's Mincha time. Time to pray afternoon services. And then Abzusha says, well, hold on a second. I got this little can here. And the can was, this can or pot or something was, Serving as a as a toilet, right there in the room, right there in the jail cell, with the, where a bunch of people were all together, and so he says, oh, you know, you got this can here. You can't you can't pray, right? You can't pray if there's you can't pray in a vicinity like that. It's not appropriate. And so Billy Melik realizes, and then he kind of like sits back down, but he's he's kind of down about it. And Rabzusha asks Billy Melik, why are you down? He said, what do you mean, like? Because I can't pray, I wanted to pray to to, to God. And so Reb Zusha said to Elimelech, the same God who told you to pray afternoon services, also told you that if there's a, a toilet, is if there's a, that can in the room, don't pray. And so Reb Elimelech realized this, and he realized the message behind it that that in that moment, the thing to do to serve Hashem, to connect with God was to not pray. And so Abelimelech starts getting fired up and excited and happy about the fact that he's not praying, and fact, but, but about the fact that he's, not about the fact that he's not praying, about the fact that he's serving or connecting to God, doing the will of Hashem, doing the will of God in that moment. And so he starts to dance. And then Reb Zusha joins in and he starts to dance with Abelimelech. And then everyone's kind of looking around thinking this is a strange scene. And sure enough, one of the cops come over and asks one of the hooligans that are in the jail cell, you know, what's going on over here? Why are these people, why are these guys dancing? He says, well, these guys, I don't know exactly because they were speaking Yiddish, you know. I know exactly what these Jews were talking about, but there was some commotion. Uh, it seemed like at first the, 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 that can over there, that it was bad, and then it turned out the can was good, and then they got so excited about it that they started jumping and dancing around it, dancing, dancing about it. And, and the, the police officer who was most likely not a fan of Jews. It's like, ah, well, if it's the can, 
that they are excited about, well, then I'm going to take it away. And he takes away the can. And then, of course, really Melech gets up and Davin's Mincha prays the afternoon services, right? Because the can is no longer there. So, but what is the point of this story? The point of the story is that so often we're in our own head, we're in our own perception and picture about what it looks like to serve Hashem, what it looks like to connect to God, right? We have a certain picture of the way life is quote-unquote supposed to be and what it's supposed to be like. <clears throat> but the question, but sometimes situations come up that change the reality around us and therefore then the question becomes, all right, under these circumstances, what does Hashem want from me in this moment? Hashem knows exactly where I am. Hashem knows exactly my circumstances, right? And to not be so locked into the future and also not to be so locked onto the past either. To be able to say, stay in the moment and serve Hashem with timimut, with wholesomeness, with simplicity. Like, okay, I, I know there's all these different pictures that the world around me puts in my head, that the society that has raised me puts in my head about what 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 uh, being Jewish is supposed to look like, what religious Judaism is supposed to look like, right? But hold on a second, what does Hashem really want in this moment, right? If I'm actually just looking at the Torah, looking at Halacha, looking at Jewish law, right? what does Hashem want from me in this moment? Perhaps, as, and we'll talk about this more in the future, but um, next week is the beginning of the perm, you know, the beginning of Adar, which is the month in which there's the perm story. And if you're familiar with the perm story, Queen Esther, right, she was made queen, and we all celebrate perm because the Jewish people are saved. But hold on a second, what happened with Queen Esther? Queen Esther, she saved the Jewish people, but then did she go on and has some Yiddish house, some some holy sanctity, sanctified Jewish house? Definitely not in the way that we usually think of it, right? She ends up spending the rest of her life in that palace with... Achashverosh, right, who is not a good dude, right? And so she doesn't fit that picture, or she doesn't fit that stereotype, right? But she was called for another purpose, right? And so sometimes, you know, we go from, uh, we ask, why me? Why is this happening? And we, uh, that question in Hebrew, Lama, is asked from a place of despair, right? Why me? Why this? As if all is lost. But perhaps we need to make a shift and go from from lama to lima. For what? For what am I put in this situation? Um, as opposed to I'm in despair because it's not matching the picture that I had in my mind or that picture that society laid down for me. Perhaps we can transition to a place of for what? What slichut is Hashem sending me on here? What mission, what agency, what direction, what does God want from me in this moment, in my situation, in my particular unique circumstances? To come to Hashem without an agenda, right? And say, what, what do you want from me in this moment? How can I be an Eved Hashem in this moment? Okay, my friends, have yourselves a good day, have yourselves a good Shabbat. Thank you for listening to the Hasidus Daily Podcast. For more inspirational content, including books, audio, and video presentations, visit ellythejew.com.